0: It's time for Decal Download, your source for news and information from the Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning. We'll hear from Commissioner Amy M. Jacobs and special guests to give you an update on all things decal. This is Decal Download. Downloading now.
1: And welcome back to Decal Download. I'm Reg Griffin, Chief Communications Officer here at the Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning with Commissioner Amy Jacobs. Well, if you're the parent of a school age child, ages 5 to 12, in a public school using all virtual learning, DCAL may have some financial assistance for you to help pay for childcare. It's called the SOLVE program, which stands for Supporting On Site Learning for Virtual Education. And, Commissioner, it includes over $17 million from the governor's Emergency Education Relief Funding set aside by the CARES Act to support initiatives across all levels of education here in Georgia.
2: Yes, so the governor received a little over $100 million from the CARES Act for his GEARS fund, and um, $17 to $19 million is going to fund the SOL program. So we're very happy to be trusted with that money um, to develop the SOL program.
1: It's exciting for parents. It's exciting for child care providers who really have taken uh, quite a hit Uh, in this pandemic, a new opportunity for them as well. We'll talk more about that as we go along. Joining us to talk about the SOLVE program and how families can apply is Elizabetta Casper, Deputy Commissioner for the CAPS program here at DECAL. And of course, Commissioner Jacobs, who has been working with the governor's office to design and launch this program for children and families here in Georgia. Elizabetta, welcome back to the podcast.
0: Thank you. I'm glad to be here.
1: Commissioner, let's start with you. How did we identify this issue with school-age children and then obtain the funding to help with financial assistance?
2: Well, you know, I think um, we were all watching closely as schools began to make their announcements on what their learning would look like when uh, school went back in session in August. And the governor's office reached out to us knowing that we already operate the CAPS program, which is our child care subsidy program in Georgia for 50000 Children And ask us how we could put together pretty quickly um, a financial assistance program or a scholarship program that would help these parents of five to 12 year olds um, who only had the option of virtual school to afford this full daycare Uh, during the day while they were engaged in virtual learning and their parents were going to work. And so um, the governor's office reached out to us. We quickly developed and put together a plan. Luckily, we had CAPS to follow, Um, some changes that we'll talk about later that are different from CAPS, and um, an estimated $17 to $19 million that, as we mentioned before, is coming directly from the governor's emergency fund. Um, So that's how it all came about, working with the governor's office and using um, our CAPS program as a model.
1: And there are 5,000 slots that we're looking to fill. Is that correct?
2: So that's a moving target. Um, you know, there's a lot of variables in that estimate. Uh, our original estimate said we believe we'll fund about 5,000. But, you know, that depends on the number of school systems, the number of applications, the number of applications that are approved. So we're going to change that and say between four and 5,000. It could be less. It could be more. Um, really, it's more about watching to make sure we stay within that budget.
1: Right. So the funds become available through the Governor's Emergency Education Relief Funding, part of the CARES Act. It allows parents who need to return to work to have a secure option for their child, ensuring they're under professional care in a safe environment. We know a lot of parents are trying different options and looking at different uh, solutions for this uh, issue. Elizabetta, it it just made sense I guess to offer this assistance through the CAPS program which has been administering very similar programs for a long time.
0: Yeah, uh the CAPS program is like set up and ready to to go as far as the it being similar to the SOLVES program and what the needs are. So we already have a system in place where we can pay childcare providers to reimburse them for care that's provided. We already have a system in place for families to be able to apply. Um, And then we already have staff in place who can process eligibility and are trained to do that. While there are some different requirements for this program, we had the basic infrastructure already set up in CAPS and have been doing this a long time. Um, And so it just made sense to do it through the CAPS program.
1: So we know we're talking about school-aged children ages 5 through 12 whose schools are 100% virtual, and that's important, not a mix of traditional, hybrid, or otherwise. What other eligibility requirements are involved?
0: You have to, as a, for families, they have to meet our income requirement, which is uh, 85% of the state median income, and for a family of four, that's somewhere um, around 64 dollars or $65,000 a year. Um, and they also, of course, I think you mentioned the age requirement. They have to be between the ages of 5 and 12 and in at least kindergarten um, up through seventh grade. And then um, you mentioned that they have to be in a 100% virtual school system. And they also have to be in an um, approved activity, the parents, which would be either working or attending school or a combination of both.
1: And just like the CAPS program, the financial assistance is paid directly to the child care program. Is that right?
0: Yes, that's correct. So um, we issue a scholarship to the family after they apply and are approved. And then that scholarship electronically also travels to the child care provider, which allows them after services have been provided to bill us for the care. So we then reimburse them after the care has been provided.
1: And what about uh, co-pays? I know there are co-pays with the CAPS program. That's not the case with SOLF.
0: Yeah, that's correct. Um, in CAPS, we have a what we call a family fee, but in the Solve program, there is no family fee. So we pay um, a, a rate that's, that's aligned with the CAPS rate. And if there is a difference between what the center or the family child care learning home charges... The, and what we pay, then the parent would be responsible for that difference in, in cost, but uh, there isn't an additional family fee that we assess for SOLVE.
1: So Elizabeth, kind of walk us through, how do families apply for the SOLVE program, and then where and how do they search for participating programs that are located near them?
0: Sure, so families would go to gate, Georgia Gateway, and they would apply there. And uh, that is the state's integrated eligibility system. So there's lots of other programs that um, you can apply for there, but right on our main page is a link um, on on Gateway to to click to apply for solve. So they'd look for that, click that link. There's a very simple application that is much shorter than typical applications for these types of things. And um, in the application, You have to actually identify who your child care provider will be um, in order to submit. But there is a link right there to our qualityrated.org site where they can go and learn which programs um, are offering this service by doing the search on our qualityrated.org site. And they can um, figure out which in what area they want to be and and all of the various things they might want to look at the criteria to, to pick a program once they choose a program. Um, then they will um, come back to the application and um, be ready to to decide what provider they want. And then they'll be able to submit after, of course, entering all the rest of the information on the application.
1: So, Commissioner, this uh, is a little early. We started September 1st with the program. Um, but I'm wondering, how have providers uh, responded to the SOLVE program?
2: You know, I think they really appreciate uh, the financial support that they'll receive uh, through the SOLVE program. Many of them had already been planning to adapt their programs to support these school age students because they saw the need of their families in their community. Um, and as we start to see child care reopen again, we're almost at 70 percent. But what we're hearing is that their enrollment is still fairly low. So they had the ability um, to find a safe place for these students. Now, it's not without challenges. You know, we've heard simple things like make sure you've got all the students' passwords because there's a lot of different things, um, you know, to log into. Make sure they bring their charger for the device that they might have. Um, You know, of course, with students from many different schools, they have many different schedules. So they're doing a great job adapting. And I think they're very thankful for the solve financial assistance. Um, But at the same time, I I can't help but recognize that they're also having some challenges um, trying to adjust to this. But they're doing they're doing a great job from what I hear and are very thankful for the solve program, not only for their business, but also for the students that they serve.
1: And we're talking specifically about child care centers, family child care learning homes, but also day camps with approved exemptions. Talk about that for a second.
2: Right. So day camps usually operate during the summer months um, for children that are five and older. You know, it could be a YMCA camp, for example. And so, you know, we really wanted to make sure that um, providers were eligible to receive these scholarships. We wanted to make sure they were some way monitored by DECAL. And of course, we checked that box through the license programs, either the centers or the family child care learning homes. But we also wanted to make sure that parents had an option. And we knew that day camps, many day camps were Continuing their operation to serve this population, and so day camps are currently one of the exemption categories that we allow caps to pay for, and so it just made sense um, to allow them to also be eligible for the sob scholarship, sob scholarship, um, which is good though because we also monitor them, and so um, it just we wanted parents to be able to pick a safe place. Um, we've seen a lot of programs popping up all over the state trying to offer this, um, and we understand that. But we also wanted to make sure that they had some sense of security, knowing that um, in order to use your SOLVE scholarship, you're either going to a license program or an approved day camp exit program that we monitor at DECAL. So there's some type of oversight for health and safety.
1: And how do providers qualify? If someone's listening, uh, they're just hearing about the SOLVE program, what do providers need to do?
2: So they'll need to contact our Child Care Services Division, and um, our Applicant Services Division can talk with them through if they need to be licensed or if they meet the requirements for a day camp exemption, and they can do that very quickly.
1: I know you're getting this question occasionally from uh, media, uh, and so I'll ask you here, uh, we're talking and hearing a lot about education pods, you know, kind of approaches that families are are trying out where they're meeting together, kids in the neighborhood. Uh, Any concerns with that at all?
2: You know, um, we've talked a lot about pods and we don't want to get in the way of parents trying to figure all this out because we know um, parents are uh, struggling right now uh, to figure out how to help their children and work at the same time. Um, Many times and the pods look different from what we're hearing. It's usually, you know, your parent is usually at home with you or some parent is at home with you. Um, And so we do not believe that's in our jurisdiction. Um, We believe it really fits sort of a homeschool model where they allow a tutor to come in um, to your home. It really fits under DOE jurisdiction and it's really just for um, awareness purposes. So actually, we haven't heard a lot about it. We are aware of them, um, but they look so different right now. We don't think that's under our jurisdiction uh, to monitor or license. So I would say, you know, parents, you got to do what you got to do, but please be careful Um, and make sure you know um, who's involved in the pod.
1: Right. So we launched uh, the Solve program earlier this month. Families can apply now. Elizabetta, how are things going so far?
0: They're going great. Um, We uh, have had lots of people apply, and we're um, able to process their applications very quickly. We're very pleased with the automation that we tried to put into this process so that People would get a response um, as fast as possible and get their scholarship as quickly as possible if they're approved. And um, things are going really well. Um, we are, you know, into filling our, our our slots, and we're monitoring very closely to make sure that all of that is happening without any um, pitfalls for people. And we've really only experienced very minor bumps in the road. Nothing major. Everything seems to be going really, really well so far.
1: I think early on, the uh, most responsive counties have been Chatham, Clayton, Fulton, Cobb, and DeKalb. But again, it's very early. And uh, please share this podcast and share our social media with um, both providers and with families that you know of who could benefit from this. We really appreciate folks that kind of move those messages uh, along. Uh, Elizabeth, are we looking at, um, is it a three-month scholarship?
0: Yes, yes. We are issuing scholarships for three months. And then if funding allows, we would if the and the school system that the child is enrolled in is still um a, a virtual only model, we would then extend the scholarship an additional three months. So um we are uh and and you know none of us knows the future and exactly what will happen as far as who will be all virtual and who won't, and we are Um, We put a system in place to try to keep up with the virtual school districts. We learn that information from the Department of Education. And as soon as we can, after we learn from them who is 100% virtual and who um, isn't anymore, we update our list in the um, application system and, um, and people can apply as it happens if it does happen in their school district and it didn't start off that way. So, um, yes, three-month scholarships with the ability to extend if funding allows and the virtual status remains.
1: I really should have asked this earlier, uh, both of you, uh, just so folks will know, how much money are we talking about in a scholarship? I know it can vary based on the provider and the location, but kind of give us an idea.
0: Um the the scholarships on average would be about $118, but as you mentioned, that can be higher or lower and just vary based on the location of the program and the type of provider and their uh quality-rated star level.
1: And that uh that amount really helps. We've heard anecdotally uh that in some cases child care for an after-school student, a uh, school age child could be as much as two hundred, two hundred and fifty dollars. Um, um uh, a week. And so we're glad to see that this money is coming at uh, a good time. And Elizabeth, remind us again, if there's a difference between the scholarship amount and what the provider charges, that's going to be a family responsibility.
0: Yes, that's correct.
1: All right. Well, we've got a lot of information on our website, including uh, that list of counties, uh, if you want to see that. We've also got uh, lots of information about the SOLVE program frequently asked questions, um, uh, what we call a three-page, one-pager <laughs> that you can access on uh, our website. And that's uh, at decal, D-E-C-A-L dot g a dot gov, Or you can go to caps, C-A-P-S dot, decal dot, dot gov for more information. We also have an email, solve at decal.ga.gov, dot dot and a phone number, which is 1- 833 442 2277. That's 1 833 442 2277. Again, families will apply through gateway.ga.gov and you can search for childcare near you. You can plug in your zip code. You can put a mile or two or three uh, radius around your home or office and uh, pull up the list there. Just make sure you check that box for offering distance learning, a provider that is offering distance learning, make sure you check that box at uh, qualityrated.org. Anything to add that we have left out today, folks?
2: I I just wanted to say, I just want to kind of put perspective, your anecdotal comment, Reg, about, you know, we heard from a parent already that's been approved that they were paying $250 a week for this full daycare um, for virtual learning. So obviously that equates to $1,000 a month but now that they have a SAV scholarship, that's going to save them about half. So over the month, that's going to save them $500, which and it depends on the household. But that's a couple trips to the grocery store. I mean, that's a huge financial benefit to these families that were not prepared for this expense. They definitely hadn't budgeted for this expense, allows them to continue to work without interruption there, which is a stress reliever in itself but also um, support students academically. You know, I think there hasn't been a lot of discussion about what's, what's going to happen to students because virtual learning is not easy, especially if you don't have that, you know, one-on-one support that you're used to in a school setting. And so these programs are providing that extra support so these students continue to move forward academically. Um, so I think there's just huge benefits that um, we need to continue to talk about as we talk about just, you know, the numbers in general, but it just, it helps families, it helps students and it helps child care programs around the state. So it's a it's a huge benefit to our state for sure.
1: Definitely puts it in perspective and uh, just so happy to be able to provide that for families here in Georgia. One other thing, Commissioner, you might want to speak to, and and that is that, uh, you know, funds are limited. And so people might ask, why did you go with only those school systems that are 100 percent virtual and not get into the weeds with those that are hybrid or traditional, you really have to draw the line, I guess, somewhere with a limited uh, amount of funding.
2: Right. We we know the needs are uh, immense and probably more than we can meet, which is why uh, we've limited it to only those systems, the students and systems that are 100% virtual, because those students and those parents don't have a choice. Um, We know the choices are hard, but um, we had to limit it to those that need it the most, which are those that don't have a choice. It's either virtual or or nothing at this point. And so um, that's why we had to make that decision.
1: Right. Well, we're early on and we'll continue to update uh, our podcast audience on what's going on with the Solve program. Again, please follow us on social media. Go to our website for more information. Again, a full page, just like our COVID-19 page that's proven to be so useful over the past five or six months, we now have a Solve page with frequently asked questions, more information uh, for you there. Again, the phone number is 1-833-442-2277. Email us at solve at decal.ga.gov. Again, apply through gateway.ga.gov. Search for childcare through qualityrated.org. Elisabetta, uh, let's give a shout out to your team. They really have done a great job through this whole pandemic, now a whole additional program. And wow, you've turned it around in no time.
0: Yeah, no, I'm really proud of my team. They are amazing and have managed to not only, you know, stand this up pretty quickly, but also are processing Um, the work, just like I knew they would at a very, you know, high level and great uh, speed. (laughs) And we know how much families need this service. And so we want to try to get that to them as quickly as possible. But huge thank you to them and all their hard work on this project.
1: And let me ask that question just so we can explain to folks, we're doing everything we can to turn these around Pretty quickly. I know sometimes folks think that, you know, it, it goes slowly, uh, but in this case, we're really trying to uh, to kind of make a lot of this automated through the application process and get that money to the providers.
0: Yeah, that's that's correct. And uh, we are very early in the process. And but so far, we've really been able to keep up and have been processing applications either the same day or the next day. So um, it's been really, really good
1: supply and demand can always have an impact. So as more and more people learn about this, that may slow a tad, but we're feeling really good about where we are. And again, thanks to the CAPS team taking on a whole new program and doing it well. So uh, we're very, very proud of them. Well, Elizabeth, I thank you for all of your hard work and uh, good luck as you continue through the process.
0: Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. <laughs> Now your questions from The Water Cooler. Hi, I'm Heather Williams and I work as a pre-K teacher at Central Georgia Technical College Child Development Center here in Warner Robins. I have a question for Commissioner Jacobs. The past few months have seen many changes for the children of Georgia and the adults that care for them. What are you sharing with your own children to help them deal with the changes?
2: Well, that's a great question, Heather, and you're right. Um, My children are 7 and 11 and have definitely been impacted like everyone has with, you know, schools closing and at home school and will you go back to school or not? Um, And so they've definitely had a lot of questions and lots of things have been canceled. Um, And we've just been honest with them that um, this is kind of the the world we live in at this point. Um, We're going to continue to be careful and follow all the rules, like wear a mask and wash our hands and keep our distance but at the same time we've got to keep living our life at some Um, and not to be scared of covid you know we've got to be careful but we've also been very honest that one of us might get covid but we'll be okay um it's it's um something that could happen so we've just really tried to be honest and admit we don't have all the answers but also try to um make sure they're not scared um we've got to keep living our life and keep moving forward for sure
1: and you guys have traveled with the kids, uh, so they've seen that experience wearing the mask on the plane the whole time.
2: We did. We um, we went to Michigan, and so we flew, and we had to wear a mask. You know, the whole time we were in the, you're in the airport and in the airplane, and they handled that um, fabulously, and everything w- worked out well. We were we were safe through all those travels. So yeah, they've experienced that, and they are back at school um, in person, and wearing masks all day and, you know, lots of different changes and during the school day as well, but, um, they're very happy to be back in school. And so we're happy that they're back in school.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, it's kind of like when something interesting happens like this, and this has been more than interesting, uh, this pandemic, think of the stories you'll tell one day.
2: No kidding. I mean, right. You know, we'll tell our grandchildren, there was this time in 2020 where <laughs> we you had to wear a mask and you had to, there was a shortage on toilet paper and hand sanitizer. I mean, who thought, you know, who would have thought um, this would be our story to tell? It'd be interesting to see what the history lesson is um, <laughs> for our grandchildren.
1: And how many pages, you know, yeah. and, and in retrospect, because you always think these things are going to be major. It gets two paragraphs in, yeah, <laughs> in exactly. the history book. I think this one's going to be a little longer.
2: Wow, no kidding.
1: And it's time to give you a chance at winning a nice prize. In the Decal Download Quiz, we'll draw one name from all the correct answers received. Just email your response to download at decal.ga.gov. Here's the question. We've been talking about the new SOLVE program. What does SOLVE stand for? We've been talking about the new SOLVE program here at Decal. What does SOLVE stand for? stand for. Send your response to decal download at decal.ga.gov. We get a lot of great responses. We draw one name from all the correct ones and you'll be the winner. Thanks for playing and good luck.
0: Thanks for tuning in to Decal downloads. For more information, visit our website at decal.ga.gov. The conversation continues on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest. Follow Commissioner Jacobs on Twitter at
1: C-O-M-M Jacobs.